Blackmore's would have to be one of the most remarkable success stories in Australian business. The company has been riding a health craze for Australian natural supplements and now sells 50% of its product in Asia. That helped the tightly held shares past $200 in October. I started by asking CEO Christine Holgate how the company keeps its feet on the ground given such rapid growth. Christine, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Now, um, obviously you've had a wonderful year, um, sales and profits up um, to the roof and the share price up through the roof. So I just wonder, um, with, with such rapid growth, does it become difficult to, uh, to, to keep your feet on the ground in, in this sort of situation? I think our feet are firmly on the ground. I'd like to think that um, this year has been a, a year of setting a really strong foundation for the years ahead. Um, I still truly believe there are a lot of growth opportunities ahead for the organisation. So, um, no, our feet are firmly on the ground. We've got too much work to do. So the, a lot of the, obviously, 50% uh, of your sales are now in Asia and uh, about a third of them in China. Is that where you think the growth is or um, do you think there's still growth in sales in Australia as well? Well, I do believe there's still an opportunity to grow in Australia. Um, Blackmores has about 25% market share. Maybe if we add our biocuticals business, about 30%. So there's still 70% with other people. So the team can keep focus there. But clearly, Asia and particularly China is such a significant opportunity. Um, I'll just give you a quick reflection. The market is estimated to be worth about 40 billion um, US dollars in China, about 20 billion from vitamins and about 20 billion from medicinal food. And that market is forecast to be growing at around 10% a year. So that each year that market is estimated to grow, just the growth in the market more than the total market in Australia. So it's a significant opportunity. Um, to date, it's been dominated by the American brands, but Australia has a really special relationship with Asia. Um, it's renowned for quality. Um, I think food, health and education are three really great things we've got going for us. So I'm really optimistic. Christine, what's happening to Australian and Asian diets to make people feel like they need to take vitamins? Well, I think one of the big things that's happening here in Australia is there's some big consumer trends happening. First of all, we're actually becoming Asian. You can see that walking down any high street, you can see the growth in massage parlors or reflexology or um, traditional Chinese medicine. So instead of actually perhaps going for a pharma medicine, people are actually thinking of natural alternatives. There's also, we're getting older and we want to be younger. You know, the likelihood is all of us listening to this are gonna live past the age of 90. Well, we don't want to be in a chair between the ages of 70 and 90. So we're really looking at ways that we can actually improve our own health. So preventative health is becoming increasingly important for consumers. And that's what Blackmores is all about. It's about, being, it's about focusing on wellness. So that's a huge, big trend happening here in Australia. And in Asia, well, natural health is actually the DNA of the philosophy of those people. And what we bring is a sort of very high quality, westernized version of a health method they're very used to having. So 
It's two slightly different things, but with the same outcome. Your, uh, Christine, your sales in China of, uh, in the latest quarter, I think, were 55 million. Um, uh, so you're talking about a, um, a market of 40 billion in, in, in China. What, what do you think the potential is there from what you're selling now, which obviously is quite a lot compared to what, you know, compared to the size of your business? I mean, how big do you think you can be in China particularly? Well, it's early days, so um, I don't know yet. But what I do know is, is that there's really strong demand for our brand. I think we've proven that and continue to prove that. I think it's a really exciting time to be in Asia. We've actually been in, in Asia for 35 years and we've been in China for a few years. We've got a strong local, local management team there. We've invested in our own management structures. So um, we're well set up for it and we're optimistic. How big that will be, I'm not sure yet, but we do quarterly reporting and we'll certainly keep our shareholders updated. I'd have thought that the greatest risk facing the shareholders of Blackmores is that the EBIT margins, which went up from 15 to roughly 20% last year, are far too high. What we've seen from other industries is that such high margins invite other people to come in and undercut you and start price wars. Would you agree with me? Um, I think there's always been a low-cost alternative. There is today for Blackmores, there has been, and there is in Asia. And in fact, in many of our Asian markets, we sometimes are double the price of a local brand. Um, in Thailand, for example, we have 42% market share in the Thai market with the number one brand. The number two brand is a local company and they're probably about 30% cheaper than Blackmores. They have been for many years, but people still buy our products. So why is it that they buy our products? Well, the reason why is because they absolutely trust the quality. And quality is not the same for everybody. And I think, you know, it's the same reason why in lots of different industries, people are able to charge different prices because they're actually offering the consumer a different proposition. In Australia, what percentage of your sales are in pharmacies? And what percentage are in supermarkets? It's about 80% of our sales are in pharmacy and about um, through our Blackmores branded business because we have a couple of businesses so through our Blackmores branded business about 80 percent in pharmacy and 20 percent in the supermarkets I mean Blackmores is a pharmacy brand you know we work with pharmacy all over the region to be you know quite frank with you we are we partner with the pharmacy guild and we partner with the PSA here on educating students and pharmacists we are the only brand, I believe, who can give self-accredited training to GPs, pharmacists, nurses, pharmacy assistants. That education piece is a really big part of our proposition in helping people, consumers, make sure they get the right advice. That sounds like the supermarkets are asleep and they've left the pharmacies with, with a much bigger share of the market than they normally would have. I think it, I think it depends, you see, with respect to Woolworths and Coles, they have a very different retail proposition than your local pharmacist. And you generally walk, you know, mum walks up and down the aisle and she buys things off the shelf. Well, for many of our products, it's best that the consumer gets advice. And when they want advice, the best place for them to go is to the pharmacy. So um, I'll give you an example. 
if you were having challenges with your eyesight and you were recommended MacuVision, a, a best-selling product of Blackmore's, well, you'd probably go to your pharmacist to get that advice. Is that the right one for you to talk about what are the medicines you might be on and the possible interaction of those medicines? So I think that's why for Blackmore's, pharmacy works. For other brands, grocery may work better, but really what's sold inside um, a supermarket is multivitamins and you sort of lower um, fish oils. So um, they sell very good fish oils in supermarkets, may I add, but they're the le least complicated ones, what do really well there. So they're almost like the staples of our industry, the sort of bread and milk of our industry. That's what's sold in supermarkets, where mum doesn't have to think about it too much. She knows it's a healthy option. But when she needs advice, she goes to the pharmacist. You've also done a, um, a joint venture arrangement or a deal with um, Bega um, Cheese, the, uh, the dairy business, which um, is one of the reasons that's kind of turbocharged your share price. Um, in the last few months. Can you tell us how that's going and, and um, what do you think the potential of that is? Well, um, I'm really excited about our partnership with Bega. Um, we've got really great alignment happening with our two teams. We are completely complementary. Um, through Tatura, the Bega milk processing, they, um, they dominate that whole space in Australia and, and do about I think it's about 80% of milk processing for Australia. While Blackmore's has the complete opposite, we've got a really strong brand and a really strong sales force and distribution network, not just here in Australia, but throughout Asia as well. So we're very complementary. We are, at the moment, we've been formulating products. We are um, getting close to launching products. And we've promised our consumers that we will hope to be launching products in the first part of the new year ahead. So a um, little bit more work to do yet, but we're very excited about the prospects and we've had really encouraging feedback, whether it's from consumers, it's from governments, or it's from retailers. So um, we're looking forward to it. I guess the good news is you, you'll be launching into a, a market that's undersupplied, that's in uh, shortage. There is a lot of talk about shortages and sellout in supermarkets. I'm very aware of that. Um, I'm not, you know, I don't, you know, I don't run those supermarkets. So I'm not sure what the real situation is there, but I do know that demand planning and really working with our consumers and making sure that mums get availability of supplies is a really important priority for us. You know, we've got a, that Australian mother has a deep relationship with Blackmores and um, I'm really committed to helping her find products that she can trust. Thanks very much, Christine. No, thank you, and thank you for your interest in Blackmores. Thanks for joining us for our last podcast for 2015. I hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we've enjoyed asking the questions. We'll be back next year with more podcasts, so look out for us in the usual places like iTunes and SoundCloud. I'll be taking a long service leave, so Robert Gottliebson and Stephen Bartholomews will be in the driving seat until I get back in March. Until then, we wish you a happy, prosperous and aptly after speaking with Blackmores, healthy Christmas and New Year's.